When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning. Oh, Craig is ready to go with the biggest iced coffee I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, good morning, everyone. Thank you all so much for tuning in to the PHNX Coyotes podcast. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a five-star review. I'm Leah here with Craig in downtown Phoenix, and we got Petey calling in on location from Dallas, Texas. Petey at the book depository? Facing <laughs> conspiracies? I actually drove by it last night on the way back to the hotel, but um, I think I just heard over my headset the Dallas Stars just took another penalty. (laughs) 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 As they say. Uh, Oh, man. Well, we'll get into playoff talk. I feel like it's been a while since we've even talked about anything going on elsewhere because everything seems to be going on here. But unfortunately, we do have to talk. We got to talk about a lot of More stuff. More coyotes related. Before we start, though, Petey, is it true that the PA and the NHL are meeting on the grassy knoll right now? <laughs> I, I, no. Am I going to talk to no? you? No. Okay. No. Right. I've, heard the, be... I've heard the grassy knoll is where the new arena is going to be. Where they're going to relocate <laughs> it to. I love it. Houston, yeah, that sorry. was a good take. That's sorry, a Houston. hot take. It's going on the grassy. Yeah, it's going on the grassy knoll. Makes sense. I'm I uh, the, to ask the Dallas shooters. Maybe. Oh. 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 Way too soon. Oh. <laughs> what were you saying, Petey? I was just thinking. I, I, the views I of Sean DePaz do not necessarily reflect the views of <laughs> PHNX. Listen, you were out here talking about the grassy knoll in the book depository, whatever. Petey, go ahead. Mute their mics. No, it's okay. I may try to get opinions from Dallas Stars fan outside of American Airlines Arena tomorrow on a new Coyote Arena in Arizona. Oh, go just well. curious to see to see when they're down three games to none without their captain and their goaltender playing like shit if they want to talk about the Arizona Coyotes. And I figure they probably do. Bring up Houston, too, because they love to talk about Houston, so... I think I might. We'll see how well that goes over in, in, in Dallas. All right. Oh, man. All right. Well, playoff talk to come. But first, we got to talk about the continued trickle-down effect of this failed arena vote. Um, there's obviously a lot of consequences to this. And, you know, as we've been processing this no vote, we're starting to see more and more the effect this is having. Yeah. Especially, like, let, let's start with this because I need to address this. We're all on edge. I get it. We're all on edge. And, and Leah will give you a couple remedies for being on edge a little later in the show when we do a couple ad reads. <laughs> but please remember to communicate civilly on Twitter and in other spaces. Um, I've, I've seen Coyotes fans attacking each other. We're a community. I, listen, we're going to have disagreements. There's plenty of disagreements over what went wrong with the Tempe vote, but Please, 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 please be respectful. I I, got to say this. Catherine Coleman's been getting attacked lately because she put out a couple of tweets just calling attention to maybe the fact that that the Coyotes didn't do all they could have done. Um, And when when they're we've all talked a lot about the mistakes or or the, the misinformation and the uninformed voters. But the Coyotes made mistakes here as well. Twitter is an ugly space sometimes. Uh, my wife has actually done research on this. It's a really hard space for women. They get attacked for a variety of reasons. The attacks get personal. They they start getting body shamed. And men are all too accustomed to believing that their opinions always matter when sometimes they don't. So I, I just have a few requests. Just as a reminder, we are a community here. And I try not to, I try to have patience with y'all. Sometimes I lose it too um, and might mute you or even block you if you're a complete asshole like little Nathan from Chicago was the other day. Um, Be civil. Sometimes think about, especially if you're a man, because I, I see this much more with men. Think about just shutting up and listening sometimes. 
but at least be civil when communicating with other people. Please, I'm begging you, let's maintain this community. Let's not tear each other apart at the seams because of all the shit that's happening with this team. That's all I got. Yep. All right. Um, well, we're going to talk about, and this actually, like Craig and I had an entirely different show planned today <laughs> that got derailed at 740 this thanks, morning. Thanks, Elliot. Um, and that's all thanks to Elliot Friedman um, in his 32 Thoughts column, which was 18 Thoughts today, you know? Sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. Um, and this is what he said, and I will just read the short thought from his column and then we'll go from there. Yeah. So in his column, he wrote, Clayton Keller gave Arizona a month or so to provide him with direction about the future on and off the ice. On is much easier. The Coyotes were more competitive than expected and are loaded with draft picks. There's no desire to move backwards. Another team's manager says GM Bill Armstrong has a line, quote, they can't stop us from drafting. Off? Well, who knows? It's all guesswork, and God knows if there's any way to figure it out in 45 days. To this point, Keller is not asking for a trade, but stay tuned. If he's available, there will be a first-day Guardians of the Galaxy 3-style lineup. Think they <laughs> it's a are, good line. Yeah, think they are also <laughs> being asked about Lawson Krauss. Yeah. Okay. Y'all know that we had the Bartlett's on our show Wait, last week. Can, Go ahead. Can I, can I say something? Sure. I know we're going to Nashville soon. Craig has used y'all <laughs> twice in the show. We're gonna, we need a new ticker. Warming up, buddy. The Craig, Warming up. The OG's y'all The y'all <laughs> counter. Y'all. Okay, just good. now go back to your thoughts, Craig. Okay. You know, you know that we had the Bartlett's on the show last week. Scott Bartlett is Clayton Keller's agent, and he mentioned that they were in town to have a meeting with Bill. It was obviously about this entire situation, what's coming next. So we, we already knew this. We were already reporting this. We've been we've we've talked about it multiple times that this is a tough situation for, for Bill Armstrong um, with the core right now because everybody had bought into the idea that this arena vote was going to go through and then everything was <laughs> going to be relatively hunky dory with the coyotes. It never is completely hunky dory. But now that you've got this situation, everybody is left thinking, okay, now what? We, we have no idea. It, it, we could be relocating. We have no idea what's coming next with this team. So Elliot puts this out. I want to make something clear here. This is not some kind of ultimatum where if the Coyotes do not have like blueprints of their arena and here are the players we're, we're acquiring after a month or 45 days when we get through free agency that Clayton Keller is going to demand a trade. Let don't don't make that mistake. Look, if they can if ownership comes to Bill Armstrong and says, "Yeah, you can spend some in free agency to improve this team." And we're not, we're not talking about like 8 and 9 million dollar guys because the Coyotes aren't in that place yet where it makes sense to do that. But if they are actively trying to improve this roster and they have some kind of plan for the arena, I think that could be enough. So don't panic on where this is going yet. I don't think that's the read of this situation where if we get 45 days out or even 30 days out right around the draft when they're talking again and we don't have complete clarity on those issues, Clayton Keller is going to demand a trade. I don't think that's what's happening here. So hold your horses. What a terrible expression. I haven't used that in like a million years. Um, just chill a bit. Use y'all. Chill a bit, y'all. And, okay. and hold your horses. Just chill. This is not an ultimatum yet all right it is like like a lot of people and i sense this is probably the same from pretty much every member of the coyotes they want clarity on where the hell this is going you'll probably know by free agency what bill armstrong's plan is it's going to be pretty damn clear by then the arena they at least at least need to say okay here's where what we're thinking at this point that's not unreasonable for these guys to ask as we have said multiple times you can't expect these players to commit their entire prime to a situation where you're not even competing for the playoffs. That's not fair to them. It's completely reasonable of players to say, okay, I don't want to be a part of that. Try and work a trade for me. And clearly that is the job of agents to try and facilitate that to make their clients happy. But again, chill. We're not at that point yet. Yeah, but Craig, the issue here for me is is Clayton Keller has five years left on, left on his current contract. The reality is the Cavs can say, yeah, you want to trade? Well, yeah, but too bad. Like this is, yep. this is where you are going to play until we tell you otherwise. I think the issue for all of us, uh, people that follow the team, fans, media, players, staff, 
exactly what you said is about clarity. Just give us a plan. We don't need to know the plan. We need a plan. Like our plan is to stay and we are looking at this and we are hoping to have something in this time frame, in this time in the future. That's our plan. I clearly, when you sit down with Clayton Keller and his agents, you need to have a more clear idea. They're not going to tell uh, you and I what what they're going to tell Clayton Keller. They may have different plans for him. I, I, I think it's just that uncertainty that all of us are facing, except sure. Keller has an open door. He can go ask. Hey, well, what are you guys doing? What do you think? And I think the hockey side is, is, is the less concerning part of this. I do see the building blocks are starting to be in place. And when you talk to people around the league, and I've had a chance to do a lot of that here while I've been out traveling, is people go, yeah, there's, there's a good hockey team starting to grow in Arizona. There's some exciting things, but no one, and I mean no one, can get over the arena and everybody has their firm. Yeah, it's time. Get them out. Or gosh, I hope it stays. But people have opinions on what they should do. Uh, I think Clayton Keller is going to be fine. He loves it here. He loves it in the Valley. He loves to golf. He loves what they're doing with the team. He just needs a little bit of reassurance, just like we all do. We all do. So let's hope he gets that clarity. Yeah. yeah. And then the other thing I wanted to say when we had the Bartlett's on our show last week, and this is something that like I resonated with a bunch too, going back to your point about, I guess, like hate online, what the Bartlett said, like these players, they're human beings first. Mm -hmm. And when there's any sort of uncertainty in any aspect of your life, it's going to cause you stress. It's going to cause you to ask questions. We're sitting here feeling the same unease that PD mentioned of like, what's going to happen? How does it affect us? So for Keller, like the, the on the hockey part is interesting because we knew this team was in a rebuild. We saw, you know, Keller, Schmaltz, Kraus, st- like still committed. Kraus just signed um, an extension. Um, obviously, Chikrin wanted no part of it, so he was out. The rebuild stuff for me is different than like the the now arena stuff because I think they were committed, or at least so far they've been committed to the rebuild. Um, but now it's like the rebuild plus the uncertainty of the arena. I could see how that would be too much for a human being to to think and say like throw my hands up like i'm done with this like i even had the feeling last tuesday where i was like can i keep doing this about like the the saga so i understand it from the human element and i think that's something we have to remember in this whole conversation is first and foremost these people are human beings and everybody every human being in their life craves stability for the most part a couple more points on this um pd i'm glad you brought up the contractual thing because that is the truth of this, right? Clayton Keller signed for a long time. Lawson Krause has signed for a long time. They can say, I want out. And Bill Armstrong can say, yeah, no. No, you're under contract. You want to take it to the next level where you're a holdout or something? Okay. that Maybe maybe that's that's your leverage. That, that's your pressure point as a player or more importantly as an agent probably if, the, if you're going to go that route. But that's that does damage to your reputation as well. So hopefully we don't ever get to that point. But remember also when we're talking about frustration and how these guys are people, the players, some of the players we're talking about, they were front and center trying to push this arena. They were out there doing PR campaigns themselves. And everything that they were hearing, everything that we were hearing was, this is a slam dunk. This is going to pass. We're going to win this. I'm sure they feel like they were deceived or that their organization didn't do enough to make sure that it was a slam dunk. And those are reasonable reactions as well on the part of players. So I absolutely understand why anybody on the hockey side of things might be a little pissed off at ownership right now. 100%. Yeah. I did nothing to even add, but yeah. there is there is that little bit of stress and obviously like Elliot pointed out in his column maybe, you know, in a two paragraphs you can't say what we all just said. There's I a under- lot more context. Yeah, I understand that. There's so much more context, but listen, Coyotes fans have enough anxiety about everything else to now have this doubt creep in. Yeah. It is really stressful. And if anything, it just reiterates what we said on Monday. Like, while there is no formal timeline by the NHL at this point that we know of, the Coyotes have to figure this out soon because it's going to have an impact. We mentioned the impact it had on Logan Cooley's decision. We're now talking about the core pieces of this future that, you know, all of last season we were, you know, projecting building around this core. They have to figure it out. Or when this all does get sorted out, and let's just say five years from now they're playing wherever in Arizona – is the team just going to be shit because everyone left? Like yeah. how much more rebuild can we endure? And and there is something to 
like if you're if you're going to keep the team like it better be a team that's competitive in a few years and so. we we talked about those those players the core and like I throw nick schmaltz in that group as well but he's he's also signed for a, a significant amount of time so they have a lot more control um a couple other players that maybe people aren't thinking about as much but Christian Fisher is a restricted free agent this summer, and he becomes a UFA after that one year. Like, so he has a little more say in his future. If if he decides, I've had enough, you'll you'll know it on uh, signing day because he'll sign a one year deal. And then if if Christian Fisher signs a one year deal, I got a strong feeling that that's the last you'll see of him in a Coyotes uniform. And I know some people are like, well, he doesn't produce the kind of points those guys that we're talking about before do anyway, but. As I've said, and I I know you guys agree with this, he has a lot of value to this franchise in the room and in, in other areas. He's a guy who buys into his role. He has been all about the Coyotes. He's one of those guys that has been front and center. Man, if he walks away, that that says something about the feeling of the general feeling of the players about this organization. Another guy? Barrett Hayden's only signed for one more year. He's probably a guy that they feel is a part of their core now. What is he thinking? What is his agent thinking? This has a lot of ramifications that maybe they didn't consider enough during this whole process. Now, look, a lot of this is arena tied, right? Um, if, if the arena vote goes through, people are probably still feeling pretty good about this. But when you keep extending the rebuild out, there comes a point where players are like, enough. We want to compete for a playoff spot. We're not going to do this for four or five years so that we can stockpile as much as we, you know, so so we feel like it's really sustainable for years and years to come. These are lives like you're talking about. These are lives and they want to compete. They want to win. They're not willing to give up this many prime years in a rebuild. We talked about one of the things with the arena and the possibility of going to a different site that it could actually proceed faster than the site in Tempe due to the remediation of the land. That's still in place, but that has to happen in the next 30, 60, 90 days. And it can't be just, well, we're thinking of Mesa or, or maybe downtown or it might be um, an, an island or what, whatever the case may be, an opportunity zone. Well, they need a plan. It's here. We're buying the land. We've talked to the city council of that that municipality. They have to have a plan in these 90 days because I, I, I think if I'm Christian Fisher and I go, okay, there's a plan. Christian Fisher loves it here. Make no mistake. He loves the Valley. He mm -hmm. loves this organization. He wants to play here. He wants to be here when they get through the other side of this tunnel. There is no doubt in my mind that that is the case. He wants to sign a long-term deal. And if he has some kind of assurances that this is the path this organization is on here. I still believe the hockey side of it is stable. I do believe the hockey decisions and their draft picks and their young players. I think that part is stable. And I have a hard time look, having somebody look at this organization hockey wise and go, gosh, I'm not so sure. I, I don't know. Cause I think it's just of how long can you wait for those guys to play like Cooley, like Gunther, how long are you willing to wait? But I think they're there. I think the most immediate problem, it has to be for all of us is, is give us a 90 day. This is it. We've talked to the Mesa city council. Here's the land. We've got an offer. We've got this, we've got in talks. We've got, and, and I just don't think they have a year and a half like they did with Tempe. A year and a half from now, this team will be gone if that's if that's what the window is. So when you talk about Barrett Hayton and Christian Fisher, I really believe they want to be a part of this hockey team. It's do they want to be involved with all of the rest of it? Yep. Um, we have a $5 super chat from Jordan said, we need firm arena plans in place by game one. Nothing else matters. I feel badly for the players and team staff right now. Tick tock. And I would have to... Yep. agree with that sentiment jordan yep. so thank you for the super chat uh, before we move on from the coyotes to more around the nhl i saw this um this little comic on twitter this morning that really made me giggle i shared it in the discord um, it's from poorly drawn lines on twitter um it's a little comic of a snail and a mouse and the snail says everything is changing mouse it's all so shitty now and the mouse goes what was it like before and the snail says also shitty but in a familiar way <laughs> and i think this perfectly sums up <laughs> <laughs> the Coyotes and their fans. So um, just wanted, Coyote land. wanted to share that um, as well. Um, all right. Well, we're going to transition into playoff talk here in a bit. Um, but we got free bets today on BetMGM. So if you're looking at tonight's game between Florida and Carolina and you're thinking, ah, I don't know if I want to put money down. Well, 
Go log into BetMGM right now and claim your free bet. Literally just logging in on Wednesday or Saturday, you get a free bet. It's unbelievable how that works. I got it myself. I could speak from experience um, and I used it. So if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use the bonus code PHNX when you sign up. There's a few different offers depending on where you live. But for our Arizona audience, you'll get up to $100 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. Again, make sure to use that bonus code PHNX. You can check out the show notes for full details. And now listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Disclaimer 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. Thank you, Shane, and thank you, Foco, for outfitting this studio. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see the bobbleheads behind us. There's a ton more off to the side here that you can't see, um, but that's all provided by our friends at Foco. Um, they have amazing stuff, amazing bobbleheads, apparel for any of your favorite Arizona sports teams or any team elsewhere as well. So they always have our back for Arizona sports. So they have yours too. You can get the best gear around by visiting foco.com and using code PHNX for all non pre-sale items. Use the code PHNX for 10% off. All right. It feels like we have not talked about the NHL um, in a while. So we're going to do that. And we're very happy to be joined by Petey, who has been on the road in the Western Conference final, um, boots on the ground. So get some firsthand thoughts from him. But we're looking at two possible sweeps in mm. both series. Um, the conference finals have been crazy. Multiple overtimes in the first two games in each series. Just absolutely insane. And now... Vegas is up 3-0. Florida's up 3-0. I mean, what are your guys' thoughts on these series? It's absolutely insane. I want to get PDs first because I, the the Vegas-Dallas one really shocks me. Yeah, I, I, this one, I'll tell you this. I've said this coming to the series, and clearly I, I had the Dallas Stars in the Stanley Cup Finals from day one, and I'm, I am I don't know how it could be more wrong. Um, this Dallas Stars team, I said their key factor in getting into the Stanley Cup Finals was going to be their goaltending, Jake Ottinger. He has played a huge role in this series. It's just on the wrong side of it. Jake Ottinger has <laughs> been below a 900 save percentage in every game in this series. He has been average to last night below average. He is not tracking the puck. He's not moving like he normally does. He doesn't play with confidence in that swagger that he normally has. And that is taking a huge toll on this Dallas Stars team. They do not look like the way they've played throughout this 82-game season and even earlier in the playoffs. Unless some sort of miracle happens, this Dallas Stars team is done. You saw with the, the penalty last night. As soon as Ben took that five-minute major for cross-checking Stone, game was over. It was two minutes into the game. The bench was deflated. Their leaders kicked out. Their goalie's already given up one bad goal. The game was over two minutes in and I don't know how they recover from that Vegas is playing okay they're playing okay they're defending incredibly well they're allowing very few shots from the interior they're not giving chances off the rush and they're not giving up second opportunity thank you for bringing that up Great. because we'll, we'll get to Aiden Hill in a minute but yes those are important points the way they're defending yeah, and, and their defending is great. Their sticks watching how many times Aiden Hill needs to get a rebound. And believe me, you're right. He's playing well, but this team defends extremely well. But on the offensive side of it, they are not dominating by any stretch. They had 10 shots through 40 minutes last night. They they put it in cruise control eight minutes in. I can I am concerned that if game four isn't more intense, isn't more playoff style hockey, they are gonna come into the Stanley Cup finals not playing their best hockey. They're not having their foot on the on the gas right now. So that's a one concern for Vegas. This series is over. Like I don't know how Dallas comes in. If Vegas scores one goal in the first 10 minutes, this thing could get off the rails, very similar to what it did in game three. Do you go back to Ottinger? Do you just ride the guy that got you there? Yeah. You have to. I, I, I don't think you, if you cannot start, start Wedgie, I, I thought Wedgie played well last night. He's been in relief three times and he's come in and played very well. I will say this, the leash on Ottinger tomorrow is so short. Like if it's a first goal and it's a fumbling, bumbling, slides poorly, ugly goal, 
<laughs> I might go to Wedgie right away. Like the, the leash is short. It's not three tomorrow. It might be one or at most two early and you're going to Wedgie because you can't make up a three nothing deficit. You might maybe, maybe, maybe can come back from two, but you have to go with the guy that got you there. Andre's one of the best goalies in the league when he's on. Coming into the playoffs before Bob Rosky was even starting, because it was Lions starting when Florida started this venture, Ottinger was the best goalie in the playoffs. He was the guy that everybody said, well, Ottinger can get guys there. Ottinger and Vasilevsky are the two guys. Vasilevsky in the East, Ottinger in the West. Craig, he has been so human and so below average that I'm wondering what the hell's going on. He does yeah. not look like himself. He does not have that confidence. He's not moving like himself. I don't know if there's something away from the rink. I don't know if there's an injury. I don't know if there's a problem with his teammates. I I don't know if he's just lost all his confidence, but he is not playing Jake Ottinger hockey. Before we move over to the other series and talk about Bob, who right now is a Conn Smythe trophy candidate, in my opinion, um, What'd you think of the Jamie Ben play? What's your whole take on the Jamie Ben Ben play? Well, first of all, I think what I said held true. After two minutes, it was over because of what he did. And you could see this is the captain of your team. He is your leader. He's a guy you need to get you across the finish line in a series like this. And two minutes in, he makes a bonehead, stupid, ridiculously unnecessary play. And he's out of the game. Not only yep. does he put you behind in a five-minute um, penalty kill situation he's gone he can't help you he's our second leading scorer in the playoffs right now or in the regular season and he is not there i i, I read his comments oh i i i fell and it was my landing bullshit he no. hit the guy intentionally in the head because he was right there and he was angry and he saw an opportunity to put his stick through mark stone's head he has to be suspended for this play Period. I've been in Dallas and people are like, oh, well, you know, it, it's just fine. him, and it's just a fine. It shouldn't be a suspension that's going too far. Has to be a suspension. You, If you allow a player to put a stick through someone's head and drive it into the ice, you're setting the wrong precedent. He needs to be suspended. And honestly, if I'm a Stars fan, I put this all in his basket right now. That yeah. game, that game, you had an opportunity to come back. Even down one nothing, you had an opportunity to come back. He gets, he does what he does. And you have no chance. This is on Jamie Ben right now. I would look at taking the C away next year. That's how egregious I think this is. Mm. That's too selfish of a guy that you need to lead you into the future. Plus, he's getting older for this team anyway. How big is his role going to be moving forward? He made a mistake. I know he made a mistake. Pavelski was covering for him. Made a mistake. Made a mistake. Part of this and winning and being a champion is not making those type of mistakes in those key moments of a game especially when you're the leader of a team. Um, just to, to feed on that a little bit, Jamie Ben is having a hearing today with NHL player safety, so that guarantees that he will be suspended. Once you have that hearing, you are going to be suspended. It's probably going to be one game, but he will be suspended for game four, which could be the rest of the Dallas Stars season. The other thing that really bothered me, and I know a lot of people are like, oh, only media care about this. He didn't address the media after the game. He's the captain of the damn team. You are supposed to be front and center. And I can tell you one guy who never ducked media, no matter what the circumstances were, including after that really tough uh, series ending loss in the Western Conference final against the L.A. Kings. Shane Doan was there front and center to answer your questions every day because that's his job. That is literally in the job description. Do not defend a captain who doesn't, oh, he didn't feel like it or he was upset. Nah, you don't get off with that. That's your job. He was derelict in his duty. And there are requirements, by the way, that these players face the media. So he failed on that front, too. I agree with you completely. This is all on Jamie Ben. Stripped the C from him because he was anything but a leader in that game. All right. Well, before we move to the East, um, there is the goaltender connection. It seems <laughs> like we talked about this with Eddie Lack yesterday, but three of the four remaining goalies, um, or or there are three of on the remaining four teams with Coyotes ties. Um, Aiden Hill being one who had an all-time quote last night, by the way, when asked about because unfortunately Dallas Stars fans were you know throwing popcorn and ice or whatever it was um, at the Vegas players, which. The Dallas Stars um, did apologize for today. But when asked about it in postgame, Aiden Hill said, quote, I guess everything was hitting me tonight, which is just an all time <laughs> unbelievable quote by Aiden Hill. Um, by the way, like he was, you know, with the Coyotes organization for a long time. He was in Tucson when I was there, like just an unbelievable guy. 
so freaking nice. Um, so I have nothing but good things to say about Aiden Hill and obviously Scott Wedgwood as well, two-time guest of this show. And Auntie um, Ronto, like, yeah, and it's good luck finding better guys than those three guys yeah, that you're so just talking it's just about. Yeah, crazy um, the ties, um, but it it is funny how much goaltending has played a role in these playoffs and and how maybe it's been a little bit unexpected in a lot of ways, especially in the Vegas Dallas series. But we can move over to the East because Bobrovsky, I think, has been one of the big stories in that series as well as Matthew Kachuk. Um, just unbelievable game. The series could end tonight. What do you guys think? I, you know, I saw, I, I can't even remember who asked me this the other day. Maybe it was, uh, was it Eddie Lack that was on our show yesterday saying, okay, there are people who are saying, oh, he's still not worth the $10 million. Oh yeah, he If did. they win yeah. the cup, he's worth, he was worth the $10 million. That's why you play the game to win the cup. Yes. And he is rewriting his story with his performance in the postseason so far to me, like, especially if Rupe Heinz is going to go out of the playoffs in short order here, which it, it really looks like he's going to. Matthew Kachuk and Sergei Bobrovsky are your two leaders for the Conn Smythe Trophy. I'm curious who you think might be on Vegas, but those two guys jump to the fore for me right now. Yeah, it's funny in this series. Like when Florida, and we're going to address this once the playoffs are all over, Florida is lucky to be here. Like, there <laughs> Amazing, are so many dominoes that had to fall to get this team into the playoffs at all to play the Boston Bruins. And you go, well, it was nice they got here. They'll play four games and go home. And they're one win away from the Stanley Cup final. And the goalie that is getting them there right now wasn't even playing in game one. He was the backup. And he was the backup for the stretch because Lyon carried this team into the playoffs. What? What the hell happened? Bob Rossi right now is playing his best hockey of his career, bar none. Like, I was asked, how do you beat him? I, I don't know how you beat him. I, I really don't. He's every, He stops everything right now. He's seeing everything. He's athletic. We talk about that, Craig, being an athletic goaltender. It's not just, oh, the puck's here. I'll go down. No, yeah. he is athletic. He's quick. He's reading plays. He is a leader. You know what it does? It gives confidence to your team. And the, the one thing that, that, that I said Ottinger did, he deflated his team. When that backhand went in yesterday on 3 nothing from the dot, the team just their arms dropped and it was over. And at that moment, the game was over. Bob Rosky is doing the exact opposite. His team is flying on cloud nine because they believe in their goaltender. And when you believe, you have a chance to win. He, he, the numbers he's putting up here are so elite because of the ice time. You, you look at the goals he's given up. But keep in mind, in the first game, they played seven periods. <laughs> and he still only gave up two. So his numbers are, are by far and above better than anybody else. And you talk about Kachuk. And I, I always, I always kind of joked with you, Craig, when you said that his that he was the best Kachuk. I, I don't think I'm joking anymore. I, I think what he has done in this playoff series with his two overtime goals, the way he's led this team, he battles in the corners, he gets to the net, he does it with his, you know, his, his fists if he has to. He literally plays every style of hockey you need him to play, and then he scores on top of it. I would love to see him win the Conn Smythe, but if not for Bobrovsky this team is nowhere near where they are right now. So it is absolutely Bobrovsky. When you go to the other side in the West, the funny thing about Vegas is they don't have a Conn Smythe guy right now. You, you look at them as they're winning as a team. I, I guess you go to Eichel and Stone because they're leading the team in points, and Eichel's, they both have six goals. But they are clearly doing this by committee. Aiden Hill's playing nice. He's playing really well. He's not playing Bob Rofsky right now. Um, I think this is an award that's going to end up in the East just because I, I, unless somebody blows things away in the Stanley Cup final, like Eichel goes on a, a torrid pace for nine or 10 goals in the finals. I, I don't see it going anywhere other than Sergei Bobrovsky. Yeah. Well, uh, I might use my free bet from MGM on that today. <laughs> just saying I've, I've been convinced, um, but we'll continue to follow along. I think, this one's over tonight. I really do. Um, I think these are both sweeps. Yeah, which is insane. And we almost could have had all sweeps in the East and West in the NHL and the NBA spoiled last night by Boston Celt the Boston Celtics. But still, absolutely insane what's happening. And right now we're trending toward a Vegas-Florida Stanley Cup final, which that is a sweaty one. I think Mark Lazarus tweeted that last night. A sweaty Stanley Cup final and also a sunny one. So for all the media, for all the staff and the players who are going back and forth between those two places, 
got to get some shady rays because it's going to be real sunny um, in Florida and in Vegas. I love my shady rays. I know you guys have them and love them as well. Um, check them out. They have, by the way, there's a brick and mortar shady rays at Kierland. Um, and just a over the bougie area where Leah lives. Mm, all right. Um, anyway, so if you want to go and try them on, but if you can't try them on, you just order them online because they have a amazing policy. If you don't love them, you can return or exchange for a new pair free within 30 days. So check out Shady Rays. Um, and exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out the best deal of the season. Go to shadyrays.com and use code PHNX for 50 percent off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over two hundred and fifty thousand people and and memorial day sale of course um it's live starting mm, tomorrow so let's just say tomorrow shadyrays.com you can get 35 percent off all sunglasses so check out our friends at shady rays um and speaking of memorial day sales there's always sales on furniture, I feel like, for Memorial Day. So check out what more furniture has to offer. Um, I know I said that I was done, for the most part, furnishing my house. There are two things I still need to buy. I've kind of been holding out. So I was literally texting my mom this morning, like, we need to go shopping this weekend. So I'm going to be hitting up more furniture. And you can save big on the best furniture in the Valley when you head to morefurniture.com. That's M-O-R furniture.com. All right, before we move on um, to just some other news and notes around the league, we got a super chat from Brady said, but I thought hockey in the non-traditional markets wasn't, quote, real hockey, LOL. (laughs) True, Brady, and this is proving a point, and that is one I'm sure we will talk about uh, when the Stanley Cup final is set as well. Um, There's been some other news around the NHL besides just the Coyotes and all the nonsense um, here in the desert. Toronto, where there always seems to be nonsense. This one has been really interesting for me with uh, the Dubas, Kyle Dubas, their GM, got fired last week. But it was a weird timeline because it didn't happen right away. He did speak to the media. Then there was like a quiet couple days. And then all of a sudden he's fired. It was a long weekend in Canada that Brendan Shanahan had a press conference on Friday. Then Kyle Dubas puts out a statement on Twitter, I think yesterday it was. Um, and it, it was just like, it feels like the circumstances around this were so weird. We have the statement here. I know it's small. Um, I won't read the whole thing, but he starts, while I understand there's interest surrounding the circumstances of my departure, I will not be I will not get into the specifics of what I consider to be reasonable and consistent, but private discussions, which it's just I don't know. Everything around it is so bizarre. Normally when a team cleans house, they let go of their coach as well. And normally it's all at the same time. Normally it's right away. So I don't know. This whole situation to me has been kind of bizarre. Do you guys have any immediate thoughts? Well, on I, I just was interested in the back and forth because it looked like, you know, they they had talked about contract and then it looked like he was going to accept it and looked like everything was going to go well. And then Shanahan changed his mind based on what he heard. It was weird the way it went down, the whole why the whole decision was made just felt weird well is is he fully committed to this organization i mean the guy wanted to have a talk with his family delved into mental health a little bit right it's it's not easy working in toronto we've made that point clear over and over again but i don't know i'm curious what you guys think about what kyle dubas said publicly did that cross a line to where you don't want that stuff out in the media because listen we criticize our sources for not being open for not being honest, for not being candid. We, we criticize them for speaking in cliches and just circling the wagons. And then when a guy comes out and really does so, sort of bare his soul a little bit, now he's facing criticism for that. I, I don't know. I don't know what you guys think about all this. Katie? I was waiting for Leah from Toronto to come with, with no. her thoughts. Um, look, when, when you work for the Toronto Maple Leafs, I think it's almost a requirement to tell people what the hell is going on. I, I think this is the mecca and the center of the hockey universe. Look, Kyle, Kyle Dubas is getting another job. Mm-hmm. I believe that I, he's going to work again. Is it a, right now on the GM the GM hunt? Brad Chaliving is one. Like I think Brad can work whenever, wherever, and maybe it is Toronto. Who knows? But he's going to work again. I think Kyle Dubas is in, in that same boat. Kyle's going to get a job again. He's a smart hockey guy. He's well-liked. He's well-respected. He was in a tough situation. For him to come out and say, here's here's the reality of the situation, I think it's fair. And I think if he doesn't do it, somebody's going to write it anyway. 
whether it's it's there or not, they're going to find out what's going on behind the scenes because it's Toronto. Yep. Um, he had to go. I, 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 I'm sorry, this team, and I, here's my personal feelings, Toronto has to win. They need to win because you're, you took out all the things that, that are the hurdles for the Arizona Coyotes. The arena. Guess what? Toronto's got a great one. Whatever they need. You talk about players. Well, Toronto, what do you, who do you need? We will get them for you. Money? Absolutely not an object with the Toronto Maple Leafs. How, we, how they do everything in Toronto is first class, and they throw money at any problem that arises. There are no excuses there. So if you don't win and you know what the problems are, their problem going into last season, they had one. Their big problem was goaltending. We need a better goalie. We need to have solid goaltending. If we want to win, we need a freaking goalie. They didn't get a goalie. And so to me, that, that falls right on Kyle Dubas's plate. So you, you needed to fill that hole. You didn't fill it. You, you gambled on Matt Murray. It didn't pan out. You got to go. And so I, and I think Sheldon Keefe's, I think he's next. I'm surprised that move hasn't been made yet. Yep. And again, to your point, it's funny how these things don't all happen in a synergistic manner where they all happen. I, I don't know what you're waiting for. I think he's next. And I think Toronto's going to have to start over. Then we're going to start looking at where do all these players go. Yeah, I just think based on Shanahan's comments and Dubas's comments that there's just like something that happened that we don't fully yeah. know. Um, He'll but come out. Yeah, it, it will, like you said. And honestly, like I just wish the best for Dubas and his family. I can't like you couldn't pay me an, any <laughs> amount of money to be the general manager of the Toronto Maple Leafs. I'm sorry. Like, oh, I can't imagine. And, and if he wants to prioritize his family or his mental health and like I respect that. Um and we could honestly, we could see him in Pittsburgh. We heard that Pittsburgh asked yeah. permission um, to talk to Dubas. He could have a job as soon as the end of this week. Um, now with that opening as well, we got Pittsburgh and Toronto, both yeah. with open GM seats. We've heard Tree Living's name um, around Toronto as well. So, you know, these are all things that we'll be following as the summer unfolds. Yeah. And Brad, it, it's been reported that he can't talk to teams until his contract expires, which is, I know people are like, oh, that's not cool. But, you know, listen, Brad walked away, right? So he probably knew that this was one of those pieces that came with it. Um, you know, once we get to June 30th uh, and move into the new calendar year, he'll probably be free. And I'm guessing a team like Toronto might wait around to see if Brad Tree Living is interested in their job. But yeah, it would be interesting. Dubas in Pittsburgh, Tree Living in Toronto. There are also a ton of coaching seats yeah. available. There will probably be more, like you mentioned. I can't believe Sheldon Keith's going to keep his job. But Anaheim, Calgary, Columbus, the Rangers, the Capitals, they're all open at this point. It's crazy how the NHL coaching carousel produces this many vacancies every summer. I don't know how guys survive in that pressure cooker. Well, it's not even fair. We talked about this on a few nope. shows ago where you have the, the three candidates for coach of the year, the best coaches, the cream of the crop, the guys you turn to in the National Hockey League are all fired. To me, that's, what the hell? How do you go from being good to being bad? And here is my biggest problem. And this is the one that I really don't understand. The names you're hearing and reading about in the media right now for some of these open jobs are Mike Babcock. <laughs> what? Like, I, we're, I thought we were past Mike Babcock. I thought we were, he lost in college. Like, wait, he lost in Toronto where they like, have all the resources that I already told you about when he went into the first meeting and said, I'm the best coach in the world. Well, you're the best coach in the world with the best budget in the world. But why the hell didn't you win? So, his name is coming up again. And then Craig's buddy, Q, Joel Quinville's name is coming back up again and again. He's met, reportedly met with Gary Bettman to see if it's time for him to come back in the league, which is another interesting one because if not for all of the mess in Chicago, he's probably still coaching in Florida. Yep. And he might be leading this team to a Stanley Cup this season. So he's interesting. And then another name that I saw yesterday was Bruce Boudreaux. Like, are we not done with the Bruce Boudreaux experiment? <laughs> can we not move on? Are there not new good coaches out there that we can – do we have to keep going back to these same freaking guys? I, I just literally don't know. If Daryl gets another job, like, what is going on with this? There are good coaches in junior. There's good coaches in college. And there's great coaches in the American League. Let's give somebody else a chance. Let's yep. not keep recycling these guys that clearly have been fired for a freaking reason from their other organizations. Take the note from their book and move on. Yeah, and I and listen, there, there are guys who get fired that maybe didn't deserve it. And, and I will say that 
at times you get better at your job, right? You learn from your mistakes and you can improve as a coach. But the guys that you're mentioning, like if Mike Babcock gets hired, that's a colossally bad hire by whichever organization hires him. No, just say no. Bruce Boudreaux, same thing. No. Daryl Sutter, no. Their time has passed. Do not go down that road. You will regret it. That's a bad hire. I will say that definitively. But yeah, like start looking. Like Spencer Carver is a name that keeps coming up all the time. A, a, a rising uh, Jay Leach is another one who I think was drafted by the Coyotes a million years ago. Um, these are guys that are coming up through the ranks. There's some buzz around them. Give those guys a chance. Spencer Carberry is a guy that a lot of people will talk about as a really talented guy. Scotty Allen coached with him and loves him. Those are the things that I think teams need to be doing. It's crazy how we just keep recycling the same damn names. I don't know what even drives that if it's just cowardice or lack of work or like a just uncertainty. Oh, I don't know if that guy's going to work out yet. We don't know he's going to be a good coach. Well, you already know what Daryl Sutter and Mike Babcock are, and that ain't it. Yeah, and the other thing I want to make clear, too, and, and you brought up a good point, Craig. I think when we talked about the players or the coaches I talked about, those are guys that I think the game has changed so much since they were an effective bench boss that I think it's time to move on. There are coaches out there that have been fired from their first job. You look at Dave Haxtell in Seattle. He was yeah. let go, and you know what? Deserved another opportunity, and he's he's run with it. And you, you look at David Quinn. He's another name that comes up, and you go, okay, yeah, he's a young guy that he deserves another opportunity. Those guys are out there. We're going to see what Rick Tockett's able to do um, in Vancouver next season. So there are some guys, I don't mean you can't get experience and move on and get another job in the league because that wouldn't clearly be fair. I've got experience. Look at all of the guys that are coaching this year with different teams that are still in the playoffs that have just moved around. So I, I understand that you can gain experience and get better and better at your job. I'm saying the game has passed by some of these coaches. You yep. need to coach differently today than coaches coached a decade ago so that's was my point there but that's why i believe those coaches are in college and i do there believe they are in the american league because they've been so instrumental in doing the development and i do think that the national hockey league you still need to develop players even if they're experienced veteran nhlers did you just call rick talkett a young man by the way i don't think i did <laughs> i, I don't, don't know mistake about that no. Okay, the comments Talk. are killing me, no. by the way. Um, yeah, I can't we have see them, so it's probably P good. PD for Leafs GM. Um, <laughs> and then PD yeah. to the Rangers confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> um, then Shane said the streets are also saying PD's going to throw it in a circle in Nashville. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> PD, do you know what Literally it means to throw it in a means. circle? No, yeah, there we go. Oh. <laughs> well, you can find out what it means by coming PD, with us to Nashville. Working in Nashville. Yes. Come with us to Look Nashville. June 27th to 29th. Um, we're just about a month away, and there are still just a few, like literally just a few tickets available for this trip. Um, I, I'm so excited to go. It's going to be so much fun. Your ticket gets you a pontoon ride a winery trip we're gonna do meetups we're gonna do live shows we're gonna go out on broadway it's just gonna be a blast of a few days so we hope you join us and like we said just a few tickets remain so you got to get them soon before they all sell out yeah and I, I, I listen this is a big commitment i get it but i was pleasantly surprised to see that there are only a handful of tickets it just says so much about our community yeah. This is going to be a lot of fun, guys. This is going to be a lot of fun going to Nashville. If you haven't been there before, you got to see Nashville. It, it's a really cool place anyway. But to cover the NHL draft, there's, there's the entire NHL world descends on the draft. It is the place to be if you love NHL hockey. So come with us. Buy a ticket. Yep. Going to be. And now I. Thank goodness for YouTube because I have been watching people throw it in a circle over the last several minutes and not saying it won't happen. Not saying I, I can't see myself at Broadway at about three in the morning. I'm clipping this and using it to try and sell the remaining tickets. He's leaving the building. Sean just walked out of the studio, um, so I will carry on. Um, all right, well. If you, Sean, if you know, you know. <laughs> What's happening?
<laughs> oh my god all right well uh if you can't wait that long to hang out with us then you can this friday literally just two days from now because we will be out at the keeping it 100 golf tournament presented by pins and aces and big drive energy um to scramble you get this amazing polo when you join us and if you're a diehard you get 20 percent off events which is why we recommend becoming a diehard you get 20 percent off the keep it 100 cl- classic you get 20 percent off the tickets to the um to our trip to nashville as well and being a diehard you also get 20 percent off on in the phnx locker and access to our discord which is a ton of fun you know what else they're gonna get they're gonna get a a guest appearance from me at some point during their round and i'm not gonna say anything more than that but i i know my role now at this event and i'm i'm really looking forward to my role <laughs> yep absolutely so become a diehard today uh, to grab your membership and receive exclusive content discounts and access to our discord chats and last thing before we wrap up there was also a lot of um, discussion in the chat about what it is craig's drinking we we did say it was coffee but there's some speculation um that it is in fact a some sort of stout or a beer <laughs> um maybe some sort of cocktail but well will, it is midday for me so you're using well, that big four peaks mug craig and yep. i will say four peaks they do have some coffee stouts they do. um so if you're looking for that flavor profile that's what's so great about four peaks is they have such a huge variety of, of beers and you can buy them anywhere you buy beer in Arizona and of course at their 8th Street Pub so be sure to check out Four Peaks again wherever you buy your beer and keep up with the latest with them at Four Peaks Brew or at Four Peaks Pub um, and you got to be 21 or older if you want to drink Four Peaks and please drink responsibly any other final notes before we head out today no not at this point we'll see what develops later today or tomorrow morning <laughs> who knows what's going to happen in coyote land I got nothing. I, I just do want to point out this isn't actually real. I'm still in Arizona. This was just a poster. I, this is Petey lied about going to the playoffs just so he can I know. Out of a week just, get some, nice. just get a day off and get out of work for a change. Yeah, I'm looking for the big news around here today will be um, the Jamie Benn suspension and, and can Dallas Stars find a way out of this hole? And I don't believe they can. You know, I have an idea for a segment for you. Just go on the corner outside the book depository, maybe stand on the grassy yeah. knoll and just interview people as they're walking past about. Coyotes conspiracies. Maybe maybe that could be a segment that you could do for us. <laughs> like, yeah. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hard pass. But thanks though for the idea. Good, luck. <laughs> Good suggestion though. Yeah. Hey, um, great idea, yeah. Craig. Oh man. Well, it's fun having the three of us uh, back together. And we will be back tomorrow for a live show at eleven AM. We're gonna check in on some of the coyotes um, who are competing for championships they are they do exist um and they are in latvia right now at the world championship and dylan gunther and jeremy langlois in the memorial cup so. might might have a special guest tomorrow we're hoping might so we'll fingers see. fingers crossed for that one um we have a super chat from silent sean which or schwan sounds like a sean burner account craig speaking of drinking responsibly who needs to be bribed in order to get full footage of the roast of shane doan released <laughs> hmm Petey, we might have to look into that, huh? Yeah, I'm in. I (laughs) I know people that were there. We'll start digging. Oh, man. All right. Well, like we said, we're here every Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. for the most part. So be sure to subscribe to the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. Hit the notification bell so you never (laughs) miss when we go live (laughs) to the CIA kill the arena deal. Inquiring minds want to know. Thank you for that one. That's awesome. Uh, All right. Well, appreciate everybody for being here in our YouTube chat. Hit the like button before you head out. And if you're listening on audio, be sure to like, subscribe, and leave us a review. We sincerely appreciate it. You can follow us on Twitter. In the meantime, at S. Peters Hockey, at Liam Merrill, at Craig S. Morgan, at Sean underscore DePause. You can follow the show at PHNX underscore Coyotes. We are, I will tell you right now, 11 followers away from 5,000. So share it with your friends. I hope we hit it today. I think we definitely can do it. Let's hit it today. Appreciate you all so much for being here. And we'll see you tomorrow. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday, everybody.